Hey, everybody, and welcome to the latest and greatest episode of the Fangirl Radio Show. We are back from the dead, and also back from the dead is my co-host with the most, my fave queen of all time, my my goddess, Mr. Ryan Stacey. Can I get that shit in writing? Oh, it's been too long, sir. It has. How are you? I am doing well. It has been a crazy time. Lots mm-hmm. of things have happened. We've both been kind of busy. Ryan has released a beautiful Stephen King-inspired film, which we've talked about before, which is still up on YouTube, correct? Correct. It is, yes. Mm-hmm. Great. And personally, I published a book on Amazon. Called you did? it and it's the first in a series that we'll see if it's successful or anybody big cares about it um it is called uh silver and rubies and it's the first in a three-part um series based on sweeney todd but not in the way you think i even wrote song lyrics (laughs) well I had no idea there was a little Sondheim living in you. Oh, there's a little Sondheim in all of us. Um, <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. Um, so, yes, it's been a while. We're back. Um, we're going to try and do this again. I've always said this before, but we're going to try and do this a lot more often, um, at least once a week if we can. Um, so we've got a lot to talk about this week. Um, unfortunately, we we had technical problems. We were going to have our resident Ghostbusters bitch, Nawal Masari, on, but um, couldn't get her on. So she's sad about that. But we'll have her next week, hopefully, once we get everything figured out technical-wise. Um, but we're going to talk about Ghostbusters because there's all sorts of Ghostbusters happening. Lots all of Ghostbusters. Sorts. Yeah, I, literally, there's like two movies now. Did you right. know that? I did. I yeah, did. There's two now. Um, but first, I need to talk about something near and dear to Ryan's heart, which is fan films. Because, uh, as we know, Ryan did a Carrie fan film, which was awesome, as I said, um, and was a big hit um, with the with the horror circuit and um Mm -hmm. so one one franchise that has always been fan friendly when it comes to fan films is star wars star wars had its own website for the longest time that was nothing but fan um films actually starwarsfanfilms.com or something like that and they just embraced the uh the passion of fans that would go out and actually create these things and there's a lot of work that goes into them the special effects making lightsabers all of that good stuff so there was a fan film that was called uh vader uh episode one shards of the past that's been making the rant right now on big news because something really horrible happened with this movie um it's a, a Apparently amazing. I have not gotten a chance to watch it. I'm going to rectify that tonight because it looks fabulous. Um, and it's had like a ton of views, like 7 million views now. 7 million. So what happened was the, the this fan film was not cheap. This was not like a lame movie that somebody did with cardboard this the the guys that made this um they actually his name's Toos um Toos uh hired a composer for this mm-hmm. had had original music made based off of like it was inspired by the John Williams scores 
So what happened was when this thing just blew up all over YouTube, the now owned by Disney. Um, Lucasfilm. Yes, the now owned by Disney now. This never would have happened before. Disney was like, uh, no, and d- monetized this. Which is something that, if you know anything about fan films, that's that's where you don't make money. You're doing it for the love of it. Mm-hmm. Ryan, Ryan made no money off of views on Carrie. You don't make money off of fan films. That's the whole point of being able to do them and right. not get not getting in trouble. Correct. So, yeah. So, after these guys paid out all their money to just make this thing, Disney went on copyright infringement and then monetized it and in the time that they had it monetized made eighty thousand dollars off of this off of so let me get this straight disney forced youtube to let them monetize somebody else's video yes and and that's the thing is this guy before he went into making this got permission from lucasfilm Ahead of time. And Lucasfilm said, sure, you can do it. Well, Disney or whoever um, decide, you know, right hand, left hand was like, no. And they uh, they told they took the they copyright infringed it and then monetized, it, which is completely the opposite of what you're supposed to do. And it it just pissed off everybody. Like, all the fans are just, that we're already, you know, you've already got this big splintering of Star Wars fandom that's not happy with the way Disney's handling things. They're not happy with, like, the, the, the plot lines of the films and things like that. But the majority of fans are, like, still there for this and love it. But this is a big thing. This is, like, pissing all over fandom because this has been a part of why Star Wars is such a big deal to fans is that they allow them to take and make creations and art from the stories and, and do things like these fan films. Because some of these, if you go out there and watch them, like there was one that even Doug Jones was in a few years, a couple of years ago that was just fantastic. It was a, so, uh, a Han Solo story um, that Jamie Costa did. And it was just amazing. But they didn't make any money off of it. They literally did a campaign to fund it, and that's it. They just put it out there. So, well, here's the thing. Go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt, but here's the thing when it comes to um, <clears throat> when it comes to the fan films. Usually, where they will get you is in the score. So to me, it's no shock that right. that's how Disney was able to get them because. A few years ago, I recall there was going to be a sort of officialized Halloween fan film contest, and then some higher up stepped in and shut it down because so many people were using the music. Yeah, and that's where they got them, because they said it Mm -hmm. sounded too close, but they'd already gotten permission from Lucasfilm to do it. So that's what I find interesting in this whole deal. So... um. What's happened now is Lucasfilm's come back in and said, no Disney, no bad Disney, bad Disney. Because what's ha- what happened was there was a massive, you know, the power of the internet. There was a hashtag boycott Star Wars 9 happening. 
because the backlash from this was like, we're not going to go to your, your, your effing movie now because you just decided to piss all over the fans and we don't, we don't care. You need us more than we need you. And they just were like, nope, we're not. there was a, a massive movement to boycott it because this was just horrible. This, this, mm-hmm. this was a lot, of, a lot of work goes into these. As Ryan knows, a lot of work goes into these movies. And um, this was a passion project that was, it was called part one, you know, uh, episode one which means they were planning on doing more of them. They went so far as to create their own score. And because it sounded too much like it, that's how they got them. And then they ended up making money off of it. So, you know, the whole point is no one profits off of this, but Disney did. So are they going to give, who's going to get that $80,000? You know, there's, that's ugly. It's ugly. And it's just, it's a very big slap in the face because it's like, them saying the only way they're going to validate your art and contribution to everything is, well, we're going to make money off of it. We're going to rip you off. And it's like, these guys didn't set out to make money and rip anyone off. They just wanted to make something fun. Yeah. They wanted to celebrate what they loved. So now, um, uh, a lot of people are like, well, are they going to apologize to this guy that made this film, are they going to, or what are they going to do? So you can watch the video now and there won't be any ads or anything like that attached to it in terms of monetizing. Um, you can go to the, the, the actual video itself is on star Wars theory, uh, is the YouTube channel name and you can go watch it. Um, like I said, I'm going to go check it tonight for sure because it just looks really really good and it's it's Vader after he's been just jacked up by Obi-Wan and everything is what where this starts so he's already all gnarly and no arms and and stuff so it looks really good really dark and I hope he makes more because it looks like it's going to be great I just it, it just is sad that it's it's gotten like this in terms of of Disney coming in and doing this because I don't know if you realize there's a whole contingent of Marvel fan movies out there oh yeah a lot of them oh. so um so moving on to Ghostbusters, all the Ghostbusters, the Ghostbusters everywhere. So everybody and their brother was surprised yesterday or today. I mean, it was literally in the last 24 hours. We've discovered, um, as did the world, that there is going to be a third. And that's not including the Paul Feig movie. That's one and two. And the third Ghostbusters movie is actually going to happen. And it's going to happen next year. Mm-hmm. Like, boom, here, presence. Um, and it's going to be directed by Jason Reitman, who is the son of Ivan Reitman, the guy who directed the original. Um, and it's, it's our, I mean, it's getting ready to go, like, to the point that we got a teaser today. A teaser already, um, which considering, I guess, since the movie's coming out next year, <laughs> makes a little bit of sense. <laughs> I didn't know there was a teaser. Oh, yeah, and it is awesome. So, basically, how this went in the last 24 hours, we found out there is a third 
um, the Ghostbusters movie set in the night. All the events in the 1980s happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it has nothing to do with the Paul Feig movie as far as what has been t- said. It has nothing to do with that. This is set in the universe of the 1980s original Ghostbusters. And um, so we don't really know any more details than that. There's right. literally nothing else. Um Reitman, Jason Reitman is is directing it. Um, we're assuming that the original living cast members are coming back. There's already been the debate about Ghost Egon and CGI Egon. I've already thrown my hat into that ring and said, you just need to get Peter Capaldi to play Egon's clone at this point. And, you know, he had it because Egon liked doing weird experiments. He could have made a clone of himself because mm-hmm. if you look at young Peter Capaldi and... Egon Spangler, they are twins down to the hair. It's a, hmm. not a lie. It's kind of creepy. They're even wearing the same glasses. <laughs> so, nice. Yeah. So there's my vote. Um, but anyway, uh, there's already been discussion of that. Um, so in this, in this time frame now, we found out today they're talking about doing an animated film too. There's going to be yes. an animated Ghostbusters on top of everything else. And a lot of people are wanting the crew that did that, the amazing um, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse to do the artwork and animation. And I agree that that was just one of the most beautiful animated films I've seen in a long, long time. I know a lot of fans will probably want it to look like um, the real Ghostbusters show. I'm I'm good with that too. I'm just happy that we're getting the original Ghostbusters back. Right. Um, but anyway, so today a teaser appeared and it's a legit teaser for this. And it, there's it, it, and it lives up to the word teaser. So basically what it is is um it start, it opens on this dilapidated farmhouse in the middle of nowhere with a weird sky at night. And it's like a weird swirly cloud looks kind of familiar. And all of a sudden in the, in the barn, you hear this, you know, like electrical charging of something trying to start and it happens again. And then all of a sudden you hear that music, the original music. Which is, I just, I, I got goosebumps the minute it started, like that, that music. And then it, you have a couple more of those instances of the, the thing trying to start. And one of them is more powerful than the others. And it blows this tarp up and there's the Ecto-1 that's under oh. it. It's like a, deli- it's, it's older, it's dirty, um, it's aged. And then you hear another one of those try to start it cuts to um summer of 2020 and then you hear the proton pack come on and it's like oh my god that is what i've been wanting if we're gonna have ghostbusters 3 that 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 just said it you know it it doesn't explain what's happened yet it doesn't give you any more info on what's going on but it has a teaser it's a teaser, but it hit the right notes. Like, right. here's the original car. This is the sound. This is the this is the thing that they use. This is this is the music. You know, it's not Panic at the Goddamn Disco or whoever that was that did that horrible thing for the Paul Feig movie. I don't I think that know. was Fallout Boy. Wasn't was it, it Fallout Boy? 
whoever did that needs to be punched in the face. Sorry. It just, I don't know what that was. That's a whole different show. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, but this looks fantastic and it's got everybody in, in just in awe right now. Cause it's like, Oh my God, this is what we've been wanting. And all of already everybody's like, are we getting our ecto cooler back? Where's our <laughs> high C? <laughs> so uh, everybody is super stoked about it. I am, I am just amazed that they did this so quietly. Cause that's hard to do in uh, this day and time. They've really surprised everyone with this. I mean, to the, that, that turnaround on the teaser, that's an that they've been working on that for a little bit. I mean, it wasn't something they just did in the last 24 hours. And if they did, Jesus Christ. So, um, yeah, it was me. It was, it it was Ryan. Um, so you just, you guys need to go check out the teaser. It's literally 30 seconds, but it's worth it just to hear the music again and just get that feeling and be excited. Um, I'm, stoked to see what they do i hope and hope and hope they don't do like a cgi harold ramus i hope just leave it alone just leave it alone or do a clone or the son of egon i don't care something like that don't don't it's too soon it's not like with peter peter cushing where he's been gone for 30 years you know or something like that long it it's too fresh and it's just no don't don't do it just don't do it don't do it um, so the other trailer that hits like a punch to the face was Spider-Man Far From Home with Daddy Mysterio. Everybody's calling him Daddy Mysterio. Um, Gyllenhaal looks fantastic. Um, Mysterio looks better than I could have ever imagined. Um, a lot of people are... And trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Um, I have my theories. I don't know if Ryan, have you seen this trailer yet? Yes, you told me to. And I watched it yesterday, by the way. So yay. Yeah. I was ready for you. (laughs) Um, So the thing with Mysterio, which may surprise some people that don't know is he's a villain. Yes. (laughs) But I'm hearing that in this one, he's not. Well, here's the thing. This is where the theories come into play here because I'm excited about this movie. And um, there's a couple of theories. That he actually is the love child of Doctor Strange and Thor. <laughs> that would be awesome. I but loved that line in the trailer. That was a great line. Um, so the thing with Mysterio is a lot of people are like, okay, he's just going to play like he's the hero and you find out he's the guy behind everything and turn turn heel. Um, what I think has happened in this, in this trailer and, um, is I think, cause a lot, the other thing is everybody's like, where the hell is this happening? Is this, when is this set? Was this before Thanos or after Thanos? What the shit is going on? And I think what happened is this is, and this is just me theorizing but i think that this is set in the place where they all went their trapped universe that they were snapped into and that's why mysterio is actually battling these things instead of being a bad guy is he needs his all all the help he can get to get out of there he's trying to figure out how to leave i've heard that 
this movie starts exactly four minutes after Endgame ends. Hmm. Really? Yes. Hmm. So, I don't know. I don't know. And, like, you know, Sean, my roommate, was complaining that they did not put out a trailer for this yet. And he was so miffed about it. And I'm like, we didn't even know. We haven't been explained to us why or how. <laughs> Peter Parker is back because that movie hasn't happened yet. So I really wish they wouldn't be already advertising for this. Let's see. And, and I'm trying to, cause I, I'm not sure. When does this get released? Does this get released after Endgame? Yeah. It gets released in July. So yeah, it's kind of weird to me that they would already have a trailer out for this movie when we just got the Endgame teaser a few weeks ago. Yeah, and we know that he's supposed to be dead or somewhere else. And that's why I'm like, they wouldn't be showing this if it wasn't something that took place. I mean, really? Isn't this just weird? Yeah, it's a weird, It's really weird timing. I don't understand it. Um, so I... That's why I'm like, I'm in more of a mind that this is happening within whatever pocket universe Thanos' snap created. Mm -hmm. And that's why Mysterio is being uh, a good guy, quote unquote, you know, at this time. Because he's not. Not at all. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's the only thing I can, that even makes sense to me. Well, I mean, I could see that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I could be completely wrong. It could be that he's just playing the the part, and then um, he turns heel. But I, I, I don't know. I, that's what I get from it. Now, a lot a lot of people are really excited too. I had a friend of mine that's a uh, comic book nerd on Facebook, um, telling everybody go buy this one issue. That's the first appearance of these elementals that you're seeing in the trailer. I don't know if you noticed that there was one that's a water beast. One is a uh, earth creature. And then there's another one that um, I want to say is a, is it a fire one? I want to say it's a fire one. Um, but a lot of oh, people. Oh yeah. Cause didn't yeah. Hall spoil for everyone that the elementals were coming in this? He probably he just, did. Or it was Tom like, Holland. Tom Holland's pretty bad about that. Dude. Like he just casually dropped it in an interview one day talking about the elementals. And I was like, uh, that's big. That's a huge thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I, it's interesting and I'm curious to see how it plays out and what more we get out of this. Because, um, like I said, it, it was a surprise to like a lot of people that Mysterio was being uh, a good guy. That was the immediate thing everybody's like, bah. Um, so kind of moving on to more Marvel stuff, um, because that's the world now that we live in. Uh, Disney uh, Plus, I think is what it's called. Is that how you pronounce it? Disney Edition? Yes. Disney Plus. Um, Disney Plus. Disney so, Edition. <laughs> Disney Edition. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so Disney Plus has a ton of Marvel series, and they just added another one that they're going to be producing, and I don't know if you're aware of this, Ryan, is Vision and Scarlet Witch are going to have their yes. own show. And the word is that it actually is going to be Elizabeth Olsen and um, what's his name? Pretty pretty tall. Paul Bettany. Paul, Paul Bettany. Pretty tall. Pretty and tall. Paul Bettany is going to be in it. 
Now, the thing that's ticking a lot of people off, and by the, the way, the fact that it's Elizabeth Olsen. No, no, that's pretty much a given. Um, there. Okay, so with this show, weird finger dancing. <laughs> He already doesn't even see me, but he knows what I was doing when I made that sound. Um, (laughs) Everyone does. You know what I was doing. Um, Yes. So, what what's ticked a lot of people off is the fact that we're now finding out everybody was super excited about the Loki series. Right. Super excited. Well, now we're looking at it and. According to rumor, and it's not 100% true, we don't know yet, is that it's only going to be Tom Hiddleston narrating it. And it's going to be Little Loki, the series. Boring. Yeah, no one cares. Boot. No one cares about Kid Loki. We don't care about Kid Loki. We would much rather have Tom Hiddleston Loki. Right. You know, and, and this is their way of getting out of the fact that they killed him off, maybe. Um, we would rather have Loki Loki. He does TV because he did um, the, the, the night manager. Night manager. So we know he does television. I mean, the, come on. If you're able to get Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen on board for shows, you could do this. Well, plus we also have... The Winter Soldier and Falcon, their series, and as far as I understand, Sebastian Stan and um, Anthony, Ma- other, Anthony Mackie, they're doing that that program as well. Yeah, and then on top of that, we've got Lady Sif, the series, because she's the only one that managed to live out of all of <laughs> <laughs> three. Screw them. The hell with that. Um, so yeah, uh, it's. I'm going to be mad if they decide to just go with Kid Loki. I really don't want to see Kid Loki. I I mean, I like the comics, but that's, you know, if you're going to have a Loki series and you're going to have a a network that's able to get all these other people back, pay off the money a little bit and freaking pay him to be on it. Well, on top of that, Jess, I have to say that, like, I honestly don't know that we need this series. I think it's kind of reductive. Um, I think that Loki had a beautiful story and a beautiful arc, and I think that we should just leave it the way it ended. We should let Loki end. You know, don't let Loki end like his contract. (laughs) Yeah, or you know, don't don't try to latch on to fandom by saying, "Well, we'll just well, you can hear him talk." Well, I can hear him talk all the time. I have audio books that the dude narrates, and he gets down in those so i don't need that no i mean that's just selfish creating new content just for the sake of a nostalgia grab yeah if you're if you're going to do it you know what would be a fun series to me if you had him come back i would be okay with this is have loki in the underworld be told okay you know you've you've earned yourself a chance at redemption here so you're going to have to fulfill these tasks. Or why don't we do a limited one-off series showing what Loki was up to in the time between Thor and Avengers? Because everybody has been asking, where the fuck did he go? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we know he went to Asgard and he was 
pretending to be the king, but wouldn't it? No, be- I'm I'm talking about like you know when he when he presumably died at the end of the first Thor, and the next time we see him is when he appears at the beginning of the of the Avengers. The first. Oh one. yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be good too. Well, like, he was being corrupted by Thanos apparently because they let right. out. He finally admitted. Well, he wasn't under control of himself. <laughs> So I, it, there's a lot of different ways you could go with it that would include Hiddleston that we would like to see. We mm-hmm. don't need teen angst Loki. You know, we don't need young adult Yo- Loki series. We we can we're adults here for the right. most part, and the kids even they're going to be like, who's that? They know mm-hmm. him as Loki. You know, they know Loki mm-hmm. is Tom Hiddleston. So don't. This is stupid stupid i mean we already did this with hercules and it was ryan baby goose gosling was baby hercules we've already had that we don't need that we didn't ask for that shit then we didn't <laughs> we really didn't <laughs> <laughs> but it did give us baby goose so i have to give it props for that i'm excited to talk about more shit we didn't ask for regarding <laughs> marvel <laughs> Well, well, we'll ask about. Well, here's some more Disney news that uh, more shit that we didn't ask for, but <laughs> because that's all we've got now because Disney owns every every right. freaking thing in the world. Um, so today they announced. Um, we kind of knew this was coming. The live action Hunchback of Notre Dame because Disney's new thing is we're going to remake everything we've already made in animation, which we were known for in live action, and it's not going to be near is good so is Demi Moore playing Esmeralda she could she still looks good (laughs) but I have to give props for who they they picked they've just announced who they um, cast as Quasimodo and that is Josh Gad now here's the thing I have a I have a a, I have a love hate with the Hunchback of Notre Dame I love that it is probably the darkest most effed up disney cartoon ever made it it truly is it's dark shit people don't get how dark hunchback of notre dame is and then I, i i ask you all to go back and watch it because it is fucked up this movie mainly because of frollo frollo is probably one of the most evil disney characters to ever be he's just he's just fucked up there's so much stuff that's wrong in this movie that is a kid's movie and it is not a kid's that there's like no no it is not kitty stuff that is going on in this film so they've announced their 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 quasimodo um, and it's Josh Gad, who we've already seen. He actually looks like the character. He's a short, he got a good voice. He'll be able to tell this perfect casting there. Now, everybody, including me, of course, I, I say P- Peter Capaldi and all the things. But this movie, if they don't <laughs> cast Peter Capaldi as Frollo, this man was genetically engineered to look like Frollo. Oh, if, I agree. That would be a beautiful casting choice. Christ. And the thing is, he can sing. He was in a band with uh, T- Craig Ferguson. He can sing. Well, honey, look. 
being able to sing in these live action remakes. It doesn't apparently matter. It doesn't matter because we saw Beauty and the Beast, and I'm sorry, but whoever the hell told Emma Watson she can sing. <laughs> oh, filth. Um, so, yeah, I if they don't cast Capaldi, there's like a movement. It's not even started by me. It was all these fans of just like, no. And here's the thing. He's got a history with Disney now. Disney mm-hmm. owes him. By the way, Disney owes Peter Capaldi some love. And the reason is, do you know what movie he was in that they cut every goddamn scene out that he was in? Hocus Pocus. No. He was Maleficent's father. Oh. There is a hole somewhere. Somewhere there are bits and pieces. They cut out the entirety of Maleficent's childhood, really. And she had a mommy and a daddy fairy. And Capaldi was her father. And somewhere Uh out there that I have never seen, and I hate you all, is Peter Capaldi as a fairy king. And they they cut everything. They cut it. And they didn't even include it on the Blu-ray. It's gone. Or the sequel. Or the sequel. Not going to have that in there either. So they brought him back as the voice of Rabbit in Winnie the Pooh. He was fabulous as that. I I got it for Christmas. But here's the thing. He is the spitting image of the cartoon. Like come to life. And he's already worn that kind of shit. Because he was in Three Musketeers with it on. So come on Disney. Give us this. You owe him a movie. And I want to see him being all lewd and dark and lustful. And just... It would just, it would add a very lovely edge. Oh to my God. Because he, he could pull that off. Oh my God. Because he's good when he's mean. Oh my God. And my hit just came out because of that. Oh my Lord. But uh, yeah, Jessica would need alone time if that was the case at the theater. People would be like, what's wrong with that girl over there? Come child, we need to leave now. <laughs> so, please. This is why you're not allowed to go to Disney World. I can't. I No, it would be bad. Um, but yeah, Disney, you owe us. You owe yes. us. This. Um, and I'm, I've been trying to think of like other, you know, who would be a really good Esmeralda? Um I'm guessing, and this is just me talking, but um, Zendaya, I'm guessing they're probably going to put her in that. I don't know, because they've offered her Ariel. She might be too young for this, though, because Esmeralda needs to be... Like 30. Yeah, like like in her 20s, because she's got to be like around the same age as Josh Gad. How old is Josh Gad? In his 30s. Yeah, so that would be kind of weird if, if, yeah, that would be creepy. But, you know, we could also, using all this fabulous um, technology, if they hadn't used Kevin Klein in Beauty and the Beast, he could have returned to Spivus. Oh, yeah. Oh. And I think that Jason Alexander could totally return as his gargoyle character. Oh, yeah, all of all the gargoyles could come back. Except Mary Wicks. She's no longer with us. Yeah, that's all. It's sad. But give it to Betty White. <gasps> oh my God! Or Cloris Leachman. Right. Oh give my us one God. of those fat, foul. I about said fat, <laughs> foul mouth ladies, <laughs> because the Lady Gargoyle was very tongue in cheek and very. Oh yeah. Sexy. 
Oh yeah, I am all about it. I'm I am I am here for this. Um, and I almost skipped over this, but we're gonna go into con. What, what what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, what would be a good way to say this? We're going into controversial territory next because I want to talk to Ryan about Captain Marvel. I have a name for that movie. Oh boy, here we go. I've been calling it Princess Valhalla Hawkwind. <laughs> Do you understand the reference? I think so. <laughs> because when she was on the United States of Terra and she posed as that superhero for Viola Davis. Oh, that's right. Princess Valhalla Hawkwind was her name. It's probably it's I I'm just I'm trying to remind people that Captain Marvel is the the slutty, angsty teenage daughter from the United States of Terra. True. <laughs> so I I was very, very, very hopeful for Captain Marvel. I was very, very excited when I saw the trailers. Mm-hmm. And as it has gone on, and I've seen more of Brie Larson as the character, and this is going to get me some hate, I am sure, I am not so excited anymore. Nor am I. Um... So, Brie Larson has no personality. It doesn't have anything to do with the not smiling thing. I don't care about that. Here, these guys don't smile. There was, you know, it's, it's, I'm a stolid hero. But you have to have some personality. Like Captain America, for example, is a stolid hero. But Steve Rogers has a personality. That occasionally shines through. Exactly. And Thor has developed a wonderful personality. Yeah, at first as his he was like grew. Yeah, at his at first his he was you know, it, it, you even at the beginning, even when he was, you know, I'm Thor, God of Thunder, blah blah blah, you know, he still had a personality that shined through. And what they're showing in the trailers, there's really not anything there. And part of the problem with that is Brie Larson, I've, I'm sorry, but I watched her in Kong Skull Island. And her character, who was supposed to be this seasoned war photographer, was just bland as hell. Like, there was, anybody could have been in that part at that point. There was nothing special that Brie Larson brought to that role. In fact, she's supposed to be a war photographer and instead she's standing there in front of these things and gaping like a, you know, not even gaping, just standing there kind of partially mouth opened and not taking pictures, you know, like at least bring that to your role unless someone told you, oh no, you can't take photos right now. You're too scared or something. Would you rather her have been running through the jungle in a pair of Versace pumps? I'm not comparing this to Jurassic World. <laughs> I'm just saying that she, you know, I'm not, I'm not seeing any personality and Carol Danvers has a personality. So why aren't they showing? She's, isn't she the most powerful, like source of raw energy in the entire Marvel? She's pretty shebang? badass. Yeah. That's the thing. She's pretty damn badass. And um, that's why a lot of people are like, she's the one that's going to take down Thanos. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I'm, I'm worried because she's not giving 
any sort of character to her in any of these dialogue scenes that I've been watching. And I really want this to succeed. I really want it to be good. I love Captain Marvel, but I'm concerned at this point because I have not seen anything that's like a spark to me of of Brie Larson in this role. Like there's no, oh yeah, she's that's Carol. I'd like to make a comment. And that is that there's a film that came out summer uh, 2017 that I think has just set a bar that's going to be very hard for comic book films to kind of uh, do better than. And that was Wonder Woman. It's going to be very difficult to take these obscure characters that a lot of the, we'll say, mainstream audience is not familiar with and really give them something that makes them pop. I think there was an amazing lightning strike with Wonder Woman that I think all of these uh, properties will have now that feature uh, females at the forefront. They're going to be trying to replicate something from that. And I think what they're missing is heart. Well, and, and just personality. It's it- Right. You're, I don't get why, like, Black Widow, I understand her being so deadpan and not really emotional because that's the character. Her character. So you understand why they cast Scarlett Johansson. Exactly. I get this (laughs) because the character is meant to be an emotion. She's emotionless. Yeah, that's what she's supposed to be. But Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers is. A quippy, fun character. You know, like, Mm -hmm. the problem, I'm looking at this and I'm like, you know, part of the thing is, all of the male characters in these movies are played by actors who are, like, super enjoying it and having a good time. And they're, they're, um, they're memorable. You know, Scarlet Witch, I'm, I'm enjoying her because she's got some emotion to her. And, and things like that, you know, like she's got emotion. Um, I loved Black Panther because the women in that had character, you know, that was fun. They, they, they were badasses, but you know, you had personality. Yes. But I don't get why Cap, I'm not getting that from this. And that worries me. She feels very stiff. Yeah. Yeah, and that I don't understand. I get the um, the whole, I, I've been away from the earth for so long. I've had all this stuff done to me. But at the same time, I know in the comics, Carol has a personality that shines through. And I'm not seeing that with her. They're not really well, giving Well, maybe her. that comes with time. And when we see her in Endgame... Maybe when she's, she's had you know another twenty years with these gifts and these powers, yeah. maybe she's different. And, you know, we could be jumping the shark a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, we could. Not, but. We could be, but I'm going by what I saw in um, what I've seen her act in, and what I saw her in Skull Island doing, which just literally happened, and was this type of movie. It's not like Room. Which right. is, it's not like a, you know, a, a intense drama. It's an action fun movie. And I did not get anything out of her performance in it. Funnily enough, Loki and Mick Fury were all in there too. 
Um, but those guys were having fun with it. Maybe it's, you know, showgirl syndrome. And that is, (laughs) if you watch that film nowadays, and it's been pointed out in reviews, you know, since the film came out, the only person that seems like they're completely aware of what type of movie they're doing is Gina Gershon. (laughs) Or Kyle McLaughlin. No, even because Gina Gershon was the only one that got really good reviews for that movie. So it's like reversed where obviously Tom Hiddleston, Samuel L. Jackson are aware they're doing a summer popcorn movie and are having fun with Kong. And she's just kind of like taking it seriously. Like I'm going to win an Oscar for this shit. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is that's why I'm worried about Captain (laughs) Marvel being affected by that. It's like, you're not going to win an Oscar, honey. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) We don't get Oscars. We Um, don't get Oscars. We don't get Oscars. Welcome to the genre. We don't get Oscars. Um, So, Nick, the last thing I want to talk about before we uh, uh, end this is Netflix has a couple of very interesting things going on right now. Not only the fact that they're raising their prices. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Um, um, Somebody's got to pay for the next 60 seasons of Sabrina. Oh, I guess. True. We've got to pay the Satan worshippers. We gotta give church of Satan. Basically, <laughs> to get any money, they gotta thank you. Um, right. <laughs> that's all they wanted. They wanted thanks. Thank you, Satan. Um, so we've got two movies and another movie on the way that I wanted to talk about. Um, first is if you haven't seen the trailer, go look it up for a film called Velvet Buzzsaw. Velvet Buzzsaw looks fantastic, and it's got Rene Russo and Jake Gyllenhaal. We're coming back to Mysterio again. Everything's circular. Um, and Tony Collette, funnily enough. Tony Collette's in this too. Everything we just talked about has come back into this. Um, I didn't plan that either. Um, sure you didn't. I did not. Sure you did. That's fake news. So <laughs> Shut up. Don't even say that. Um, so Velvet Buzzsaw is a horror film and it's, but it's sort of like a weird satirical horror film about the art industry and the world of art. Um, so basically, uh, this. So one of the um, I, one of the agents in this film, he come, art agent, she comes across these uh, paintings that are just creepy and different and weird, and so she brings them to the attention of this gallery owner, and um, so. Uh, when and uh, she brings them to her boss. The boss loves them, and this art critic who uh, is her boyfriend, pa- played by Jake Gyllenhaal. His name's Morph, M O R F. Who comes across as the most egotistical dick that you've ever seen in the trailer, just loves them. But it turns out that the the artist who made these was, um a serial killer and that he used the blood of his victims in his artwork. So all of these paintings that they're selling are possessed and all the people that buy them are dying in horrible ways. And Jake Gyllenhaal's crazy morph guy (laughs) is the only one who's figured out what's happened and no one will believe him. And he's acting like a lunatic. 
So it looks fantastic. You, it's going to be on Netflix um, February first. Um, the the trailer has a lot of spoilers in it, so just be aware if you watch the trailer, you're going to know a lot of stuff that's going to happen. But um, it's got a fantastic cast, like like I said, Tony Collette, Gillen Hall, Renee Russo's in it. Just looks really really good. Um, so definitely check out the trailer for Velvet Buzzsaw. You can go check that out on YouTube. Uh, the other movie that I almost shit my pants, shit my pants, when I saw the trailer for it. That's gross. I'm sorry. It's Mads Mikkelsen. That means I shit my pants. Um, Are you talking about Arctic? I'm talking about Arctic or Polar. I think it's called Polar. I think they're two different movies. Yeah, he's got two of them. One's called Arctic, one's called Polar. Polar is the and one. And we're that, all called confused. Yeah, <laughs> Polar is the one that I am talking about um, because it is based off of a comic book. So that means Mads Mikkelsen's playing another comic book character. Um, we're going back to Marvel again. No, this is actually a Dark Horse comic. Viva Dark Horse. And it it's going to be premiering January 25th on Netflix. And it looks amazing. And super bloody, super violent. Um, Mads Mikkelsen looks like a complete and utter badass. He, um, he kind of looks like Snake, Snake um, from... Uh, Oh shit, I just blanked on the name from the video game. Oh my god. How could oh I'm dead. Siphon filter? N- no. Uh gosh. No. I I'm gone. I'm gone. Oh no, wait. Middle gear solid. Holy crap. How could I forget that? Um so anyway, he kind of looks like a snake snake from Middle Gear Solid. Anyway, Mads Mickelson, by the way, is 53 years old. And he looks like a god in this. Basic, the, the, the very typical plot of some of these kind of things. He plays a, an assassin who is retiring. So, of course, his boss decides, nope, we're going to kill him. He's not going to get to retire. We're just going to kill him. So they send off a bunch of younger versions of, of what he does to off him. And in the process, the young, cute little neighbor girl that he's befriended in the um, in this very cold, like um, alienated area of Canada, or wherever he's supposed to be, and they film this in Canada, um, is kidnapped. And they take her, and they like from the trailer, it looks like they get her hooked on heroin or something, and so he's like. I, this will not stand. And he goes monkey shit crazy on them and uh, k- starts killing off all of these younger, um, younger assassins and to get the, his buddy back. So it looks fantastic. It looks so, so good. And Matt, I gotta, I gotta repeat this. Mads Mickelson's 53 years old and he looks amazing. And he just and and I read an interview with Sci-Fi Wire about with him, and he, you know, they were talking about, you know, you've, you know, you're over fifty now. How has this affected the roles that you take? And he's like, it didn't, doesn't. I don't give a shit. It's just a number. I'm like, yeah, that's hot. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't care, and you know, that's the thing is like, if you go and look at, um. 
uh, guys like, um, oh gosh, the guy from, from, uh, the, um, the purge, uh, you know, those guys just, they, they, he looks amazing too. And speaking of, he was actually in, um, oh gosh, what's his name? I always forget his, <sighs> damn it. I'm, I've lost my mind, dude. I've completely lost my mind. It's okay. I'm here. I'll help you. I have Frank Grillo. Thank you, brain. You finally kicked in. Frank Grillo, who um, was crossbones. I remember that in uh, freaking uh, Civil War. Or he is like over like 55, 54. He's 54. He was born in 1965. So he's 54 years old and he looks like that. So that's all I have to say about these guys that, you know, are saying anybody over 40 needs to just go away. Screw you. Um, he's not in a lot of mainstream stuff, but he is. And um, I got to watch you talk to this gentleman and you saw him up close. But Billy fucking Zane. Oh, is, <laughs> he is just still breathtaking. Oh, my God. Like, and he's doing uh, so he's doing something new, too. I just saw. Um, I do too. What is that he's doing? He's doing something new. Let's see. Like he's a lead. Oh, he's like playing he's Marlon. Yeah, Marlon Brando. Holy oh. God, yes. Yes. Sorry. I'm okay. <laughs> well, you know I'm a sucker for a docudrama. So. Oh my God, no. He He's just, yeah, no. It's he, he looks like a young Marlon Brando. Now, Jess, real quick, there was something you didn't bring up. I'm shocked that you didn't oh, bring on. up tonight. And that was the uh, the casting announcement for the witches. I I I forgot to do that. I this you go, girl, go. Well, as we've all kind of been made privy to, Warner Brothers is remaking the witches, the classic you know film with Angelica Houston based on the Road Doll book, and um, it's Anne Hathaway taking over as. As the, the, you know, the Supreme. (laughs) I can uh, totally see this working. I'm kind of, it could go either way. Yeah, it could go either way, but I can see it working. Because she does look so sweet and innocent, but when she smiles, she's creepy. (laughs) It's because she's dead in the eyes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's exactly right. She's totally dead in her eyes. Um. (laughs) So before we wrap it up really quickly, there is another announcement, casting announcement that has to do with a Netflix film. And that is the movie, The Devil All the Time, which is a very odd, I read about this. I hadn't actually, um, I haven't read the book, but now I really want to. But the uh, the cast is amazing for this. Um, and it's just an odd, odd story. Um, it's set in Ohio and it has to do with faith and these, um, very fundamentalist believing people. And it's set over a course of time from World War II to the 1960s and just odd things, odd, weird characters. Um, but the, uh, the cast is just crazy with not only Tom Holland, Chris Evans, God, we keep going back to Marvel. Everything we do, we can't get away. Mia Wasikowska, Rob Pattinson, um, Bill Skarsgård just got added. Um, So it's got like 
every hot actor in Hollywood is going to be in this. And it's a Netflix movie. That's crazy. Like, and, and it's a weird one. Like, just an odd, bizarre plot that I've read about it. Just... They, there's like di- this wife's dying of cancer, so this guy's using sacrificial blood that he pours on his prayer log. Um, there's a husband and wife serial killers in this. Um, this is all in the same movie. Uh, there's a spider handling preacher. I wonder if that's going to be Tom Holland. That'd be funny. Um, but it's all actually this- me. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So it's just got a lot of just odd, odd. Um, uh, uh, Mia Wasikowska is actually one of the serial killers, by the way. Um, so you're mispronouncing her last name. How do you say Wasikowska? Wasikowska. I've never heard it pronounced that way. You're the first person I've heard say it. It's because she's Eastern European. I heard her say it once, and it stuck with me. <laughs> She answers to whatever. I've only ever heard it say Wasikowska. That's only... I don't believe you. Um, anyway, everybody's let's, in this movie. Yes. And, and it looks amazing. And Maybe they'll shoot it in Ohio and I could go see them do Oh, it. God, you could go stalk Rob Pattinson and punch him in the face for giving me the bumps. Why would I do that? Because he's Rob Pattinson. <laughs> I mean, but... With uh, all those other cast members, don't you think that I'd have more exciting things to feast my eyes upon? No, but you punch him in the face for me and say, "This I'm is not for- going to jail for robbing." <laughs> this is for the mumps. He did give me the mumps. He How did. did he give you the mumps? Because I went on the set of Twilight. It was my first set visit, and it was in a closed high school that they were filming in. I actually watched that scene where he looks like he's about to poop himself when. Um, uh, you did not quit making up lies I got to watch that scene and he could not hardly keep a straight face the entire time he was filming it and he was all Edwarded out and he came over and I interviewed him and he shook my hand and his palm was all sweaty and gross so then the next morning I woke up at the hotel that I was staying in up there and it was because it was filmed in Portland and I woke up and I'm like why does my neck hurt so bad I mean, I thought I'd slept wrong. And within two days, I had a fever. I felt like death. Um, all of my, this is such an interesting story, kids that are listening. Uh, and all of my, my throat was all swollen. I went to the doctor and he's like, you have a strain of the mumps. And I'm like, how is that possible? I've been inoculated. And he's like, yeah, it, it, that's what it is. And I found, and literally a week later, there was this big thing about how the mumps had been um, outbreaking. There was an outbreak of them in the UK where he's from and lives. And it's because they don't get inoculated. And I'm like, that, <laughs> that son of a bitch gave me the mumps and he didn't even have the decency to bite me on the damn neck. That's how you know he's not a real vampire. I, and instead oh he just my God. Me sweaty fucking palm. That's amazing. That's an honest, not true story, too. Jessica, it's amazing that you went to the set of Twilight and all you got were these fucking mumps. (laughs) The fucking mumps that I I got to 
and Stuart walking around. He never got interviewed by me, but I interviewed like everybody else. Um, I uh, and I got to interview Rob Pattinson while he was all Edwarded out, and yeah, it was. You could tell he hated it. He hated what he was doing. Even back then, he hated it. So, <laughs> yeah, he was miserable. I don't know. If he was. In, I don't think he was in character. I think that was just really him being miserable. How the hell, how the hell have I known you for almost ten years? I don't know, man. I thought I told this story. To you. No. But yeah. Again, the first few years of our friendship are a blur, so there may be a lot of stories you have to retell. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there is. So next time, will you tell us all the story about how you got rabies from Kevin Klein or <laughs> rabies? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but uh yeah so there you go kids that's how i got the box from <laughs> i hate you <laughs> and on that note i think we're going to close it out for this episode of fangirl radio thank um, god tune in next week on the uh ongoing adventures of jessica and, and the diseases that she's cast <laughs> So many favorite people. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you the time that I got an STD from Robert Danny. <laughs> no, that didn't happen. Um, <laughs> Did your phone just ring? Did Disney's lawyer just call you? Like, we've had it with you. <laughs> you are. And we'll talk about the town. How Ryan got, got her piece from Emma. <laughs> I'll kill you. (laughs) He knows where I was going with that. You shut your trash mouth. (laughs) You shut your whole mouth. She's a classy lady. (laughs) Oh my god. And with that, guys, thank you so much. I hope you had fun listening to us be insane. Um, And uh, hopefully next week we'll have some interviews for you. Maybe Noel will be on. um, And we'll have more news for you too. So thank you again. For listening, this has been Fangirl Radio. Say good night, dear. Good night, bitches. Good night.